Hello, this is Jacob Earl, and you're listening to Constantly Moving Forward. This week, I have a real bad headache, so we're gonna just hide underneath my desk here. We're just gonna lie down, lie down a little bit. Okay. All the lights are turned off, and the windows are closed, and it's dark and nice, and my head doesn't hurt as much. Whoa, my head doesn't hurt as much when I'm lying down. Now, by a really bad headache, I don't know if you could tell, but I am a man, so by a really bad headache, I mean a very small headache that I'm physically incapable of uh, dealing with or doing anything about. I had some painkillers and some coffee, and I think that those are a good combination. I think that those are the things that you're supposed to put together. You're supposed to make sure your blood's nice and thin, and then drink two cups of coffee, and then lie down so that your head doesn't hurt anymore, and close your eyes, and okay, we're doing pretty good here. Hi, this is Jacob Earl, and you're listening to Constantly Moving Forward. You are alone on a desert highway. It is night, and you've been driving for hours. You're very tired. You would really like another cup of coffee. But there's nothing around. The stars are shining in a way that you haven't really seen since you were a kid. But you're in a hurry to get to the coast. And it's been taking longer than you thought it would. Your car starts blinking a little light at you. And you look down and notice that it's freaking out about how there's only 30 miles to empty, which is a thing that cars tell you now. And you see up ahead on your right a gas station. Not one of the big national chains, but a small mom-and-pop sort of operation. At this gas station, there are no other cars, and you see the light from it, which would be dim any other time is almost blinding after having your life only lit by starlight. You pull in to the gas station. Try and remember which side of the car your gas cap is on. You get it wrong. Circle around. And in driving behind the gas station, you see that there's not even a car back there. But the lights are on. And you're thirsty. So... You pull over and go inside to get a, I don't know, a Coca-Cola or one of those uh, Frappuccinos that Starbucks makes that's already made. Or even a pot of dime coffee. You're really quite desperate at this point. It is very late. The doorbell dings and you're inside a small gas station. The gas station is attended by a youth of indeterminate age, and they don't look up from their magazine. You think that that's kind of weird, because no one reads magazines anymore. But you're on the hunt. You're looking out. You want a Coca-Cola or a Frappuccino or something. You look through the little racks. Something's quite wrong. The, the packaging of the Coca-Cola is different. This isn't unusual. It's a big corporation that preys on 
nostalgia and human weakness, but there's something about it that seems wrong. All the candy bars are wrong, too. You don't recognize any of the names except the really big ones, like Snickers and Kit Kat. You think maybe this store's been sitting here for many years. No one coming in or out. A weird little time capsule. There's an unopened copy of that Jimmy Neutron movie on VHS. There's only one, but it's weird. Nowhere sells VHSs. And it doesn't look that old. You bring your purchases of very dusty, mainstream snack foods up to the counter and, and you say, oh, hey, I got an unopened copy of that Jimmy Neutron Boy Genius movie. Might be worth something, you say. They don't care. They are a gas station attendant in the middle of the night. They don't care. They ring you up, and it's less than you expected, which you're pleased by. These southern desert towns being stuck in the past is good for at least one thing, it seems. And you reach for your wallet to pay, but they don't have a credit card machine, so you open them, and the only money you have left is a $50 bill that no one wants to break. And so you try and pay for your purchase with your $50 bill, which is the only change that you have, but they won't take it. They can't break it. There isn't even $50 in the till. How long has this kid been sitting here having no one buy anything from them? So you leave your stuff there. As you walk out the door, you look back and you see that sweet, sweet caffeine-filled soft drink that could have kept you going through the night, but instead, it's sitting there on the counter watching you go. So you go out to your car and you're, you're negotiated into one of these filling-up stations. And there's only one kind of gas. It's not the right kind of gas for your car. It's the one that's inexpensive but you're you're tired and you're done and you fill it up with this gas and when it's done there's a little ding which is kind of nice and you go back in because there's no credit card reader out on the pump either and you say I gotta just fill my car up to number three came to you know, such and such an amount if we combine the the price of the gas or the candy. Can I please, can I, can I please have some sugar, please? Sugar and caffeine. That's all I need. I'm just trying to get less. They don't say anything. Your stuff's still there on the counter. This youth has hardly moved. Actually, now you look at it, they haven't moved at all. This whole time, this whole experience, you've been talking to them and putting stuff down on the counter and trying to pay for things, and they haven't moved at all. They've just sat there, exactly in the same position, reading a magazine. Hey, you say. Hey! They don't get their attention at all. It's like they can't hear you. And while you wouldn't do this normally, you reach over and sort of tap them on the shoulder, trying to, maybe they've fallen asleep, you don't know, and they fall over. They fall to the ground. Their head comes off. It's quite shocking. 
And as their head comes off, you see that it was held on with a little socket, like a doll. Someone had made a convincing replica of a young person and put it behind the counter at this filling station. That's very strange. And so you walk around the counter, sort of shove the plastic body of this falsified youth out of the way, and ring yourself up. Give yourself the correct change, and try and leave. But as you walk towards the door, there's a sound from the back. A sound like a low hum. A sound like a refrigerator, like an old TV booting up. Hello? You call. Still no answer. There's no one there. You feel kind of like a fool for yelling like this in the middle of the night in a totally empty filling station. Hello? You say. You can go behind the counter. There's a big door. And you try the handle and it's locked. You bang on the door. Hello? You say. I rang myself up. I, I, I gave myself the right change. It's all, it's all above board. The hum continues. Now there's a bit of static. High-pitched whine mixed in there, like someone's also turned on a radio and they're searching for the right station. Hello? This is too weird. It's dark. There's weird noises. And you're all alone. And so you give up. And you book it for the door. And you hurry. And you're running. And you make it to the door. And the door won't open. The door is stuck. You're trying the door. The door still won't open, which is weird. It's a glass door. It doesn't look stuck. You try it. You're really yanking on the handle now. But you're trapped. You're trapped. And behind you, you hear that door, the door to the back, creaking slowly open. You don't want to turn around. Whatever is behind you, you don't want to see it. You want to go home. You want to get to the coast. You want to get back in your car. You want to f you've already, it's full of, full of gas. It's right there, right there on the other side of the glass door. You can see it. You don't want to turn around. Hello, says your own voice from behind you. Hello, it says. You don't want to turn around. You don't want to turn around. That's your voice. That's, that's your voice. How are they doing? That's your voice. No. You turn around. You look across the filling station and standing there behind the counter. Yelling hello at you is you. A mirror image. A damn good copy. Hello? You say. Hello? It says. Just like you did before. What the heck is going on? You say, Hello? It says. Means that's the only thing you can say. This copy, this false you. This is too weird. You signed up for a road trip, not a road trip episode of the Twilight Zone. Next to the door, there's a cage, a metal cage that has the name of some defunct local newspaper that's supposed to be full of newspapers that currently isn't. You pick it up. It's heavy enough. You take a step back. You throw it through the glass door it bounces off and hits you in the shin it hurts a lot and you fall down hello says the copy 
as it walks over to look at you. You see it standing over you. You see you standing over you. Hello, he says. Hello, you say. As you lay there on the ground, quite scared, you see it step over you, this copy of you, wearing your clothes with your haircut. You notice that you look really good in those pants, but that's neither here nor there. It steps over you and it opens the door. Hello, it says. Wait, 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 you say, but you're quite stuck. Wait, wait, don't. And it leaves, and it closes the door behind you. You see, from where you sit on the floor, in one of the aisles of this little filling station, your leg quite stuck in a metal cage. You see yourself through the glass filling station door, get into your car, start it up, and drive off into the darkness. And now a word from our sponsors. This week's show is sponsored by coffee. It's brown. (laughs) This week's coffee. This week's show is sponsored by coffee. It's hot. It's good. It helps you make mistakes faster and more accurately. Coffee. And by bees. Bees are small and they make a noise. And they are doing their best. Alright, so laying underneath my desk worked out really well. We're just gonna, we're just gonna go over here. I got half a cup of lukewarm coffee. Ah, fully. And we're just gonna go, uh, let's just go in the closet. That looks pretty soft, right? Hey, I got it. Lots of boxes and stuff. I can barely fit in here, but there is a place to put my cup down so it doesn't get on my jacket. Oh, okay. Hmm. There's got to be some better way to do this, but here we are. Okay, I'm going to close the door behind me. Oh, this is very dark, but not as soft as I was expecting. Okay. Hmm. And now the second part, where I have a little speech. You know, I feel like some people say to me, Jacob, you just love the sound of your own voice, they say. And no, actually, I don't love the sound of my own voice. It's actually kind of a barrier to finishing projects, because you play it back, and there you are. Your own voice is kind of like a really hot cup of coffee. You ever done that? Have you ever put a cup of really hot coffee into a mug with no handle? That's what hearing your own voice is like, carrying a very hot cup of coffee with no handle. It's tough, and it hurts, but it does not hurt forever, and it won't kill you. Even if you carried a boiling hot cup of coffee all over the house, the worst that would happen is that your hands would get red, and it would hurt. 
but as time goes by, the coffee gets cooler and more bearable, just like editing a video or a podcast. You get used to seeing yourself and hearing your voice. Besides, no one else is making content specifically for me. There are not that many other Jacob Earls out there. We are undoubtedly a type, but I've never met another one of us. So, if I want stuff that's just for me that I really like, I've got to make it because no one else is going. Now, another problem with talking is that if I get talking long enough, it always takes a real morbid turn, gets to be a real bummer. And the mistake I make is that that is where I stop, in the bummer, where the trick to making stuff that isn't a bummer is to push through to the tree-shaded Elysian fields of normalcy and peace. If I stop in the sad, the journey always resets and takes just as long to complete the next time. You just have got to push through, you know? You don't ever get to save your progress and start again, pick up again in the middle, do it in little bites. You have to start at the beginning and get to the end, which which is nowhere as easy to do as it is to say, and it isn't even always possible. If you've got something that's bugging you, something that hurts, it's almost always more painful to leave it unaddressed than it is to think it through or write it down. Writing those things down for me is the most helpful because the thought changes. If I were to personify an intrusive thought or whatever thought I don't really want to think, it would be a person who keeps coming up to me and telling me something every time they think that I'm going to forget it. But if I wrote what they're saying down when they come up and say, bridges are scary or gravity is an agreed upon illusion that only continues to function through consensus and if one day we all agree that gravity is fake, you will fall into the sky, I can say, yes, thank you, I already have that one, journal 19, pages 134 to 137, right here, blue and white, clear as crystal. Good day. And most of the time the thought walks away, leaves me alone. Anyway, that's our show this week. This has been Constantly Moving Forward with your host, Jacob Earl, produced by SaveTheCroissants.com. To find out more about our show, check us out online at SaveTheCroissants.com slash CMF. I love you. I'm proud of you. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. <laughs>